Chapter Twenty Six of the Queen of Appalachia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kualada. The Queen of Appalachia by Joe H. Borders. Chapter Twenty Six. Exposure and Banishment. No, sweetheart, my allotted work in Appalachia is at an end, and I must soon return to my own land. Paul and Queen Olivet were alone, and she was trying to persuade him to remain at the palace in the capacity of queen's counselor, and give up the idea of leaving Appalachia. This was not the only conversation they had held. For a week, she had begged and pleaded with him, but with no success. Then I will insist that you accept the concessions granted you by this government. To do that, sweetheart, would necessarily delay my departure indefinitely, and I have given my promise to accompany a certain young woman through Hell's Gate the coming week. No, I will have to decline the magnificent gift. Seeing that you are determined to leave us, Mister Thornton. I will convert the concessions into the coin of the realm, so that you can take along with you some evidence of the gratitude of our generous government. I beg your pardon, O oh Queen, for thus disturbing your Highness," began the chief guard, making his entrance unannounced. But the occasion demanded immediate action. The matter being of such grave importance. Make your wants known, sir, and quickly. Said the queen, angered for the moment. You see, oh queen, one of the keys to the door leading to the government treasury has been missing, and the queen desires you to withdraw, sir. I will discuss the matter with Father Brown at another time. Understand, sir, this is my private room and is closed to government attaches. A thousand pardons, oh queen. But Father Brown instructed me to come here. Enough. Will you go? Said she, rising. He said I would find the missing key in his possession, pointing towards Paul as he marched sullenly towards the door with a backward movement. One moment, Chief," spoke Paul. "There is some mistake, Queen," turning to her, "and it is best to clear it up now in his presence." What do you mean, sir? Do you or Father Brown insinuate that the keys to the treasury are on the person of my honored guest? I was instructed to so inform you and to search him," said the chief. "Outrageous! Send Father Brown to me instantly. But stay." The queen was in a towering passion while Paul remained seated, calm and unruffled. She rang for a servant, who responded at once. And who was sent to summon Father Brown? That dignitary appeared almost immediately. His face pale and haggard, and he was shaking with nervous excitement. Father Brown, am I to understand that you accuse Mister Thornton of having in his possession certain keys? Asked the Queen as calmly as possible. I, I suspected him, Your Majesty," stammered he. 
What evidence have you for the suspicions or accusations, sir? She asked. He was the only man at the Treasury Department the day it disappeared, Your Highness. Was he all alone? Some lady accompanied him, Angelina, I think, answered he. That will do. You may go, and you too, sir. Turning to the chief. No, not yet," said Paul. "Not until the chief has completed his search." "Very well," said she sweetly. "As you will. Perhaps you are right." The chief had no difficulty in approaching Paul and began to go through his pockets, to the surprise of Paul, the delight of Father, and the consternation of the Queen. The missing keys were found in the first pocket, emptied. There is the proofs of my accusation," exclaimed the priest. "I always thought him a fraud, and be gone, sir, out of my sight at once. Leave the palace immediately!" stormed the queen in rage, and the priest quietly took his leave. "Give me the keys, chief, and you may retire. I want you to sift this matter to the bottom. It is a conspiracy." And nothing shall be left undone to bring the guilty persons to judgment. Reveal this incident to no one. And the chief bowed himself out. What new scheme is this? She asked of Paul, who stood near. Ask the priest, sweetheart. He could throw light on the subject if he would. You are right, Mister Thornton," said Angelina, coming in from the adjoining room. Angelina. They both exclaimed in unison. "I heard it all," she began, "and you gave him just what he has earned, Queen, a summary dismissal." "Then you too believe in my innocence," said he, smiling. "That hypocrite proposed that same scheme to me last week. He argued that if the keys were found on the person of Mister Thornton, his guilt was firmly established, and he would be imprisoned." The people would think him a fraud, and I would not be disturbed. From that moment, I lost faith in him, and now I hate him. We are taught to love our enemies, that is, religionists so teach, but they know not what they say. The suggestion, "Love your enemies and do good to them that hate or despise you," means that we are to bear them no ill will or angered feeling. To love them for all the good things they do, and to refuse to see the bad things, I can easily overlook the errors of the priest. He is groping in the darkness. I arranged to see him," said Angelina, "and I am going to tell him in plain words that if this affair gains publicity, I will expose him. No, he is beaten at his own game, and you will never hear of it again. By the way, Mister Thornton. Miss Arnold tells me you and she are leaving us soon. Well, if I escape prison, I expect to shake the dust of Appalachia from my feet in a few days," he laughingly replied. Miss Arnold has given me a pressing invitation to accompany her home and spend a season with her. I would be delighted to know that you accepted her kind invitation," answered he. Your visit would be one of pleasure, Angelina, but are you fully acquainted with the fact that the journey is a hard one, and beset with difficulties and dangers? Are you prepared to make such a trip?
said Queen Olivet. Why, sweetheart, Angelina is stronger than you. Yes, Mr. Thornton, but she would be leaving her country with friends on a visit, not seeking to return to it as in my case. Miss Arnold made the trip all alone. I think I will take the matter under consideration, said Angelina, tripping out gaily. I am going to spend the afternoon with Mother, Mr. Thornton. Will you go along? Thank you, sweetheart. I have an engagement, but we'll call for you, say, what hour? Suit your pressure. Five o'clock, then. Goodbye. End of chapter 26 Exposure and Banishment Recorded by Kualada